Nikki Haley wants to abolish anonymity on the Internet, a stance that was winning her absolutely zero support from conservatives. That's right. The 2024 GOP presidential candidate recently said that social media platforms should be forced to verify users' identities in order to protect national security. Let's listen. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Got a couple couple of guests in the studio with me. I'll introduce here in, in just a moment. I uh, found that clip kind of amusing. That is from Nikki Haley, the 2024, one of the 2024 Republican nominee or I, I wouldn't call him a nominee they haven't been nominated but you know they're they're a candidate they're running for the 2024 republican uh president seat i found that rather interesting but we'll, we'll discuss that clip in a in a minute um my 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 first general response to something like that is uh something like how know, about new you know crazy dutch bastard <laughs> Because it's a bit mind-boggling. So uh, before I get started, I want to give a quick shout-out and thank you to the podcast Privacy Badass Patreon supporters, uh, Michael Bates and Richard G. You guys are coming in top as Privacy Badass. I want to give a big thank you and appreciate that support. Uh, There's a few other people in the Patreon that have been joined up. I'm going to be putting some content out there. I'm going to be working on some video content, actually. It's going to be something new I'm excited about. I might totally suck. I don't know exactly how it's going to come together just yet. Um, And our top lightning boosters, thank you very much. These are people who are donating via lightning, uh, aka Bitcoin on the lightning network, uh, Turquoise Panda, Bon, Circus Media, Pixel Jones, uh, White Coat. We know who White Coat is. White Coat, Black Hat, in the Matrix chat, currently sitting at about uh, as we have this do this podcast. We're at about 198 people in the chat room, which is really really cool. If you want to join our Matrix chat, you can download the Element app, Element.io, I believe is the website. But you can just go to closednetwork.io and click Join Matrix Chat, and it will link you right to the Element page. And we also have an off-topic channel, and that is where a lot of really good conversations uh, happen. Uh, matter of fact, Scourge, who's 
going to be on the podcast today. He is in there. I won't give away his identity because we don't dox people here, but he is in the chat and uh, he's got a lot of really cool knowledge on Graphene OS. Uh, so yeah, I've got some other stuff I'm going to get into here in just a minute. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much covers the, the shout outs, Michael Bates, Richard G privacy badasses. Thank you. And, uh, to all the lightning boosters, I really appreciate everything. It does help significantly. So, uh, before I get into the next, uh, and into any of the stuff, a couple topics I have to talk about, which is just kind of more some desktop stuff. There's a, there's a ton of stuff we could cover, but I really wanted to have this episode set aside to have just a, a general conversation with a, with a couple of people that, uh, are in my life that I wanted to bring on because I wanted them to kind of share some of their viewpoints, being that they're a little bit younger than me, uh, different generation in the sense of, I would say I'm a Gen Xer and you guys are kind of in that, I don't know, in between millennial Zoomer, Gen Z, I would say really old Gen Z, younger, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'll ask you guys. I'm not going to give away your ages or anything. Uh, so first, I'll introduce Adi Das. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. And we have Scourge over here. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good to have you guys here both on. Um, so obviously, those aren't your real names, but we like to hide people's identities on here because unless you're talking to law enforcement or your bank loan officer, you should never give real information. And even then, it's still questionable. <laughs> um, so uh, both of you... I've known for a long time, obviously, and you have kind of in the last year or two, um, at least as far as making moves in your digital life, have been trying to make some changes. And I've had other people on the podcast in the past, family members and things like that. My brother, my mom, who've migrated from Apple iPhone to Graphene OS and using Linux and other things like that to reduce their digital footprint within big tech's eyes and surveillance and tracking and all that stuff. So um, just kind of wanted to get some perspectives and you guys don't have to give away your age, but we'll just say you're somewhere between, you know, 22 and 32 in that range. Right. Um, and kind of, I kind of, you know, growing, you know, growing up with a little bit more internet and social media, both of you guys are just old enough to probably not have been born with an iPhone in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> it came a little bit later. Right. Yeah. But the tech existed like the internet's been full and vibrant and social media was a thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, I guess we're just going to kind of, we'll just start with, um, what, you know, what kind of changed for you in the last two years, maybe talk about like how you used, uh, your devices, how you would communicate with your friends and family and how that's evolved. So, um, Adi, we'll kick off with you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the last few years I've gotten off of Facebook and, really, really stepped back on the Instagram because it's just useless use of time and right. uh, watching people like hurt their necks throughout the day, always looking down at their phone, what's going on in other people's lives. And uh, yeah, just a lot of those social media sites are super unattractive to me. And yeah, if anything, it's just 
signal and talking to close friends through that because when you get off of those sites you lose contact with a lot of people in the world right i guess and so when you guys are in high school and that kind of thing like how you communicated with the friends at school versus like how you communicate with friends today has that changed you know, as far as like, were you using Facebook more or Facebook Messenger or Snapchat chat or different things? Like, have, have they consolidated? And have you also noticed like your friend group get smaller because of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, like in high school, a lot was mostly Snapchat. People never really used phone numbers or anything like right. that. They're just like, oh, just scan my snap code. Okay. Like. So most of my conversations were on Snapchat throughout high school, but um, now it's like I've got a few friends on Signal. Yeah, but most most of them aren't on Signal, so um, I communicate with most of them through, I guess, your average social network like Instagram or. Okay, so what? So what would you say the percentage is of of your communication with like your friends? are through a social media app versus a text message or signal um man (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty up there yeah i'd say like instagram i talked to at least like eight friends on there okay like on the regular that's more friends than i have total in my whole life so that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) and then through texting like i'll just text um i'll probably text maybe I don't know, five to six friends. I usually, I really don't have very many phone numbers of my friends, to be honest. So it's not unusual to not have friends' phone numbers necessarily because that's not really a primary contact point. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever they give you when you first meet them. Okay. Kind of go based off that. Right. Do you, um, do you feel like you're missing anything the more you pulled back on like, do you, I mean, so let me ask you, do you still use like Snapchat pretty regularly like you did in high school? Oh, no. No? Is no. that kind of pretty much di- not died off? I know it's not died, but, you know, is that, would you say you used to use that as a primary communication tool and now it's every now and then kind of of, of a frequency? Yeah, for the most part, like I don't really watch people's stories every day or whatever. Right. Like I'll... The only thing I really post on there is the song I'm currently listening to, and that's pretty okay. much about it. So kind of just like passive stuff. It's yeah. not like a really – you're not, not going deep. I'm not posting selfies or anything. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And so, Adi, for you, do most of your friends, do you communicate on Signal, text? Are you doing DMs on Instagram? Like what? what's your percentage, I guess, of – so uh dms on instagram i might check once every like two or three weeks oh notifications wow. stack up yeah they do because it's just overwhelming and uh so i really try to narrow it down to signal okay like for family i've gotten them all on signal uh 90 of my friends are on signal okay and if you write me on sms it's usually through work and that's about it. If you're a friend and you write me on SMS, I'm going to ask you why it's not on Signal. 
not trying to be an ass. I just right, don't right. feel like responding on SMS. Yeah. It's broadcasted everywhere. And uh, Snapchat, I might have one friend, maybe two on there that I'll say hey, but that's about it. Wow. Nothing okay. on Facebook. And- so I was just going to ask you guys both about Facebook. Um, being that, you know, you guys are younger, I mean, you're the younger, older kind of, of, of this age bracket. Um, how, how, how do you look at Facebook now? I mean, do you, you know, whether you have an account or not, do you look at it as just like old people's platform? Like, or <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, like the only thing I use it for is the marketplace. Cause I s- sell a lot of like stuff that I don't need anymore. Okay. But that's really about it on that I do on there. Um, my mom likes to send me a lot of <laughs> like videos. And you can't stuff, see his face, but you're kind of rolling your eyes a little bit when you yeah, said a little bit. But <laughs> dude, it's just it's just videos that she's sending me all the time and stuff, and it's like an Instagram reel that she's sending me on Facebook, even though she has me on Instagram. Like she'll send it through Facebook instead. Okay, and I really don't check my Facebook at all. Whenever I do, it's just people like reposting quotes and stuff and political shit, like and inspirational could, stuff. Yeah, just <laughs> stuff I could care Li- less about. The whole like live, laugh, love, you know, <laughs> all just, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just yeah. stuff I could care less about, honestly. Okay, so it's uh, order of priority. It's pretty low on the totem pole, and now Snapchat's kind of low on the totem pole. You sounds like you're probably mostly using Instagram DMs and signal kind of for your main communication. Um, So both of you in the last year or so, maybe a little bit longer, maybe we'll just say 12 to 18 months have abandoned the traditional Android phones, the Google Android, the standard vanilla Android and iOS iPhone because scored you on iPhone. Um, and you've both recently gone to Pixels. When I say recently, I mean like in the last year, year and a half. Uh, Pixels with Graphene OS on it. How has that transition like been for you? Uh, we'll start with you, Scorch, since you came from an iPhone. Uh, coming from an iPhone, I've had an Android in the past, but I've only had one Android. And it was the Samsung S7 Edge. It was like the... Uh, I think it was like the waterproof version or whatever, but the battery had terrible overheating issues. So uh, I only used it for like three months and then I ended up switching back to an iPhone five. But, um, yeah, like being on iPhone and like having iPhones since I was what, like 13, 13 years old, like, and being able to jailbreak them and everything right. um, compared to now where there's very limited um, devices that you can actually jailbreak and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's like definitely kind of made me want to wean off of there. And also just the design of Apple is just getting old. Yeah, it doesn't um, change very much. It's very really. incremental. And like the apps, you can't change the style of the app 
icons or anything like that. Like it's just not as customizable as Android is. Right. That's the one thing I love about Android is just you can customize the phone pretty much however you want. Do you feel like you're missing out on any Android like customization functionality because you're running Graphene OS as opposed to standard Google's Android? Um, I mean, I guess like because I do have that um a Motorola phone that I kind of <laughs> like that, mess around with kind yeah, of thing. It had, it had the activation lock on it and I was able to get into it and just tinker around with it. And I rooted it and you can do a lot of different like theming and all that kind of stuff, with right? Rooting and stuff. But like, I like being able to just use like Shizuku and Elspost to be able to, um, customize it the way I want. Okay. Like, uh, changing the colors of the uh, material you and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Cause you like kind of tearing things apart and making it your own and cut doing like a lot yeah, of like, I just deep like customization, and customize and make it like look how I want it to look. <laughs> yeah. And when you showed me though, when he, you showed me your pixel, I mean, it is like skinned out and it's got graphene OS on it. It is like themed and skinned and it's got cool icons and it's, you you uh you also rock a Garmin watch and you matched the color scheme of your Garmin Epics too yeah. with the green you sh- you were showing me I'm like that is I'm not that kind of a person you know but I, when I see it I'm like that's kind of cool I kind of like that you know <laughs> yeah. I I do I do a lot of theming and skins on I wouldn't call them skins just theming on my Linux desktops but that's kind of what I'm more in a mood like for everyday use I just kind of use for the most part, you know, a, a basic setup, but and even my graphene OS phone, I think the extent to, I mean, I've tried to do some theming, like you've helped me and stuff, but pretty much I'm like that person that's like, cool. I got a cool wallpaper. That's, that's good. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, yeah. um, but you really like to dig down. So, um, with graphene OS specifically, like you have shown me a lot of things that I didn't know about. Um, and, we, I've shared some stuff with you um, and those things I've learned from like Josh side of burritos about like using obtainium and things, which, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't for getting updates. And you and I have had those discussions. We don't have to get into the minutia of some of that stuff, but in just general, how's your experience been using Graphene OS compared to uh, previous Android and or iPhone like functionality? And do you feel limited in any way? Um, not really. Like I was, I'm pretty much able to do everything that I was able to do on my iPhone. Um, I'm able to do everything I was able to do on the Samsung that I owned Yeah, a while back too. But um, for me, like it's just, uh, I love the amount of apps that are available. Like, right. That you can side yeah, load and, Pull There's stuff off so GitHub. Much more developers on Android than there are on right, like iPhone, and you can only get apps through the App Store on iPhone. Like you can't download these third-party distributions or anything like that. Right. But that's what I love about Android is you can really just, you know, kind of have freedom. Yeah. Stay yeah. Away from Google without even needing graphene os right right you don't need the play store right yeah Yeah. and it's it's kind of like um i equate it to a lot like linux um i use linux a lot more these days um for my personal 
use computers. I basically have compartmentalized a lot of my life into different devices, not even just uh, multi-users and, and, and sandboxed user profiles on a phone. Like I do that, but I even sandbox out of my life. Um, I've got work stuff that's hardware, laptops and computers that are only for work. And then everything else I do that's personal are, is all Linux. Um, so I can, I can respect that because like on Linux, if you want to install an application, you can just go out the repo for that from right directly from the, from the app developer, like Signal. Right, Signal has its own repo. You can add the repo. A lot of these repos get updated through like Arch or through Ubuntu based distros. Doesn't really matter the distribution you're on. You can add a repo, and then when you run the updates, just getting it directly from the developer, as opposed to waiting it for it to be a you know go through the app store and all that kind of fun stuff. So I totally get what you're saying on that kind of world of possibilities. <laughs> you know, of, yeah. it can be overwhelming at the same time. Like it can be very overwhelming for people. A lot of some people just want like one thing to click on, and this is where I go to get the thing that I need, and I don't want to be adding repos and all this other. I I, I get both sides, right? Um, so Adidas for you, you were Android team Android already. I don't think you. I mean, I don't know if you ever owned I, it. Yeah, I've never had an iPhone. You lucky son of a. Gun. <laughs> um. So, but you did have just like your standard regular. Android phones running where you log into a Google account, right? Yeah. And all that kind so, of stuff. so I had the uh, Galaxy S six for five years. Okay. And it it's was wild quite, for someone to have a phone that long. Quite ancient. <laughs> and uh, one day, crapped the bed, so I just picked up an S eight in the plans of just transferring my stuff that I could, and then in the next couple months, I was going to make the move to a pixel and get on graphene right which ended up happening about seven months ago okay seven months ago um and i'm not the only person that you know that's like a privacy security advocate i know we we know someone mutually and there's people that we know within our circle that use graphene um i won't say their names but you know, people in our group. And, um, I know I, I always try to impose my influence on people (laughs) as well. I'm a big advocate with everyone. I know I don't try to push it like too hard, but I'm always like, yeah, you you know, you should come to the dark side. Um, sales rep, (laughs) sales rep for, I get no commissions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, I know that so, you know, other people, you know, you know several people yeah you probably know more people that you weren't even the first person i heard it from right and uh just over time hearing more and more people talk about it and then they get all excited when they find out i'm also on graphene so it's like an instant bond almost and without saying anything else you know you're already kind of in the same mindset right there is a lot that is communicated between people just by saying like, oh yeah, I, I run graphene or I run, you know, Linux or I, based. I based <laughs> because there's a lot of prerequisite mind kind of, uh, thought processes that you've gone through in order to make that decision. The reason why I talk about graphene OS on this podcast a lot or, or in just mobile phones in general is because though we all have computers you know, laptops and desktops and stuff like that. Our phone is, I would say, uh, the most personal computer that we have in our life. It is 
the hub of everything. It's your main communication tool. It's with you likely 24 hours a day, you know, unless you exercise some like, I'm going to leave my phone in the room and I'm going to go do something else. I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm talking generally speaking, it's the one, it is a computer. A phone is a computer, you know, it has a processor, it has memory, it has an operating system, you know, it has a battery. It's, it's like a mini little laptop. It's just designed to be work like a telephone. So that's why I talk about that because most, if you have a laptop, you can leave it anywhere. Right, you don't always take it with you. You go to the grocery store, you're not taking your laptop with you mm-hmm. necessarily, and your laptop doesn't necessarily always have GPS in it, a cell, a LTE connection, five G, whatever. But your phone does. It's always in your pocket, uh, or if you know you're carrying a purse or a bag or whatever. I'm just it's on your person. So for me, I I, I talk a lot about the the phone because it's kind of like the largest attack vector from a surface standpoint that could compromise you potentially, right? Um, downloading malware or um, installing applications that aren't respecting your privacy by reporting your location everywhere and what you're doing, stuff like that. Um, social media apps can often, you know, aggregate uh, search, you know, history, query data, you know, query inf- information that you're, you know, what you're interested in based on like the type of content you watch and this kind of thing. So w- what is it, that kind of made you make that switch. Obviously there's influence from people like myself and your other friends and stuff like that, that are kind of like talking about it, but you don't get there overnight. I don't think, I don't think someone just like it's introduced to graphene OS and then like, they're like, Oh cool. I'll install it right now. They're like, it's kind of like, because this is like one of your most important devices to you. You're kind of like, almost like, I don't know. I need to learn more about what this is all. Is this like a cult? You know, (laughs) like why, why are you so pumped about this? Um, what is that? What, what was that, um, process like for you to, to make that switch when you decided it did, you know, your S eight died and you picked up a pixel and said, I'm going all in like what made, what, kind of push you over the edge was it the snowden leaks is it like what what's what what out there is an influenced you i used to say snowden leaks because that was a big that impacted me big time yeah you know, it's just a huge accumulation over i'd say the last 20 years okay just watching uh you know every few years there's another law passed for more tracking more diving into what people are doing every day and it just gets to a point where you can't take it anymore and you don't I, I really don't feel like being farmed out for profit and all my details and everything I'm running through my phone every single day. Right. All that data goes somewhere and Right. Yeah. What about you, Scourge? Is that what what's like a cause you could have done anything. You could have stayed on iPhone, you could have switched to standard android what what kind of made you go like yeah i think i want to try this graphene os thing out i think like my turning point is the uh the whole thing with like ads and stuff and your phone listening to you like or even just thinking about something and having an ad pop up of that thing <laughs> like the worst. Uh, we've all had that moment that right kind of stuff like the the IMEI numbers, the advertiser IDs that's built into the phone, like you can't really you can't really do anything to get rid of that stuff because it's just it's built into the software and it's proprietary, so you can't really do anything about it. And I feel like with graphene, like it's 
still not great to use those apps that do the the tracking and all that stuff but with graphene like it kind of puts everything in the sandbox mode so you're not actually sharing any of your phone's right information with those apps and for those that aren't familiar like the way graphene os has uh set up where you can install the google play in a sandbox environment you can really finally tune what permissions apps have you can even set up storage scopes for what it's game changing what you can access like if you want to if you want to upload a file a photo a lot of times it's all or nothing with some of these apps but you can get really granular and say you can access these four photos because these are the ones i want to share but you don't get to access anything else and you absolutely do not get location information you actually do not get network or bluetooth or sensors you know you can get really granular it can be a little overwhelming at first because this isn't something that you do as standard practice with like an out-of-the-box experience with a typical phone you get from your carrier or an iphone you get what you get and you download an app you install it and you don't really have any control so if you want to use that app, you kind of are at the mercy of whatever the developers have baked into it for advertising, tracking purposes, usage, analytics, um, accessing, accessing contacts. Like it, it, it blows my mind sometimes because you can, you can be as diligent as you want about who has your information. But if you have a friend out there who has your name stored in their phone with your phone number, and they download TikTok or Facebook, what do those apps do? We'd like to access your contacts so we can see if your friends are online. And you're, you know, kind of inclined to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Access my contacts. And boom, just uploaded your contact book to that platform. And now they have all the names and phone numbers of the people that are in your phone. And yeah, they're going to tell you if any of your friends are on the network and they're going to recommend that you follow them or whatever. But even the people that don't have accounts on that network, now they have an identifier. And um, I've been trying to get into the practice. Uh, This kind of started with my brother where he doesn't actually even store like the actual name of the person. He uses like, he comes up with these like weird... (laughs) Like he has his own deciphering system of how he stores contacts in his phone because he doesn't want to store the contact in his phone as the actual name, which is pretty good, pretty, pretty legit. Like that's cool. Maybe not as practical for everybody to do. His mind works differently. Um, But that's the reason why, you know, and for like me and and you, I'm pointing to Scourge, um, you have an account on a Nextcloud server. So all of your contacts are stored on Nextcloud. Um, which I do the same thing and which is nice because now you don't have to worry about downloading all your contacts and keeping them somewhere. You, you can access them anytime. But um, I really think that it makes it easier if you have a backend server to back your stuff up to and your contacts. Um, but also being very aware and diligent of what you're sharing with third parties when you install an app to not share your contacts. I mean, it's, always usually the very first thing that a social media app asks you to do can we access your contacts no (laughs) no you cannot don't do it don't do it don't do it um resist resist (laughs) so you know i like 
so even though I'm not a fan of like social media, uh, and, 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 and when I say a fan, I use social media, um, in some, in some cases for work and running ads and things like that. Um, but for me personally, my primary reason why I spend any time on social media, and when I say social media, I'm including not just Instagram, but Twitter, Mastodon, Noster, right, Blue Sky, some of these other newer up-and-coming social networks that I'm on, based as they may be, they're still social media time wasters. The main reason I'm on these is for information, news, and memes, like Memes are probably number one. That was not an order of priority. Memes are ne- definitely number one. <laughs> we all get caught up. In <laughs> right, for sure. Um, and that's okay. You know, and I try to be very aware of how much time I'm spending on these platforms each day. I'm, I'm literally trying to do only 30 minutes for um, each platform. I wouldn't say total because that'd be a total lie. It's a couple hours a day still. Now, that's also casually perusing while I'm on my computer too. And I've got... Twitter or Nostra up Twitter, especially with right now with all the stuff that's going on with Israel and Palestine, the Palestinians and, and just general world news in, in general, we have in the United States here, we have a presidential election that's going to be coming up next year, basically a year from right now. Um, following privacy and security news like today, you know, I'm, I'm reading that the EFF is going to petition the Supreme court about trying to overrule, uh, or overturn. I, I should say a ruling that, you know, having to give your passcode to your phone is a violation of our fifth amendment rights here in the United States, because that would allow the police to go through your phone. And basically you could incriminate yourself by, by doing that, that it is you know, protected by your fifth amendment rights. Like these kinds of the things are the things that I'm like following. I, I, I find out about them on social media. So I am trying to be mindful about it. Um, but at the same time, memes are kind of like also get me through like they're like therapy, like get me through the day. <laughs> so, and I know all of us share those memes with each other and some of our other friends and groups and stuff like that. So I think I think we kind of all get it. Um, but ultimately, you know, what has your? How have you changed your workflow or your your mindset when? And like say installing an app or or signing up for something like is that trickled over because I know also to both of you use um, privacy mail solutions and you know crypto is kind of you know a part of your life you know or maybe you're mining or you're acquiring you know uh, Bitcoin or Monero and different things like would you say that like it's more of a um, uh, a daily exercise or is it just like part of is it do you, do you do you see yourself shifting how you look at the world and how big tech and governments uh use that or or does that come into play at all is it more organic than that i guess i'm trying to i'm trying to find out like um because you're you know the if you look at the different generations and how they look at things and like what they expect and what they're willing to trade off for it it's you are you are the exception. It's unusual to have people like traditionally today going like, no, I don't want any of this. I'm going to reject this. We're a consumerist society. We're a capitalist society. Um, so everything is for money. Yeah. So, you know, there's always a trade-off. And you're saying, I don't accept your terms anymore. You, you know, so like, it I guess... It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, watching uh, the majority of the people in my age group 
kind of going with the herd and buying into the very thing that they claim to despise and kind of not realizing it. And they get the new phone every year. And once again, it probably doesn't have graphene on it, which sucks for them. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I guess that's on them because we can only really watch out for ourselves. And that's fair. Yeah. Do you find yourself becoming an evangelist? Or at all, or are you more just still like in? I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. I'm not really trying to change any hearts and minds yet, because I I do try to push it with yeah. the people I can, but uh, I mean, yeah, just focusing on myself mostly. But I I do spread the word as much as I can, and if I ever hear anybody talking about that their phone sucks and they want to get a new one or anything, right? It's just hey. You, save a little money, get a used pixel and get graphene on it. If you don't like it, you can switch it back to Android or go resell it for probably the same price you got it for. Right. Honestly. Right. How about you, Scourge? How how is your interaction with your peeps and your circles and, and them knowing like, are you, are you sharing this with them? Are you trying to convert them? Do you find it trickling into other things in your life? Like maybe I'll do this differently. I know recently you've kind of been starting to like playing around with Linux and stuff like that. So, um, what, what, uh, what are those interactions like? Um, I've, I've told my friends about like switching mostly to signal and stuff like that. Right. And, um, how is that received generally? Does it seem like you're weird if you try to get them to download a new signal? Some of them, like at first they'll be like, oh, that's for like drug dealers or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> like, okay. I've actually gotten quite a few friends to sign up like over time. Okay. For signal. So um, it's definitely like working, telling them about that. Um, I feel like graphene and OS is a harder top topic to talk about yeah. with people yeah you know it's an entire entirely different operating system that you know not everybody's like sure how to flash on their phone or whatever like i would have to be there and show them how to do it or whatever well and also too once you get graphene os on the phone you're looking at it and you're like so what what do i what do i do <laughs> Right. It's, it's pretty blank. <laughs> it's pretty blank. You kind of need some, it helps if you have guidance. And there's a myriad of different ways you can put apps on it. You could use Aurora Store. You could just go ahead and use the Google Play Sandbox. You know, so you could go download Obtanium and start downloading packages directly from GitHub. That's a bit more advanced. That's not going to be the first thing. If someone's coming from an iPhone, and they get Graphene OS, and you say, "Yeah, just go download Obtanium, and then go to GitHub and search for your <laughs> search for your the app." They're going to be like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense." Like what? You know, like where's the app store? Right? Where do I get my apps? You know, it's like yeah. you know. I would tell them to just start with FDroid first. Or okay, Droidify. That's what Droidify, I started with. Droidify is yeah. a lot. It's it's the same as the FDroid store, but it has the the repositories preloaded into the app so you can just check mark them droidify like yep. whatever app you're looking for in a certain repository you can like enable that repository and it will show it to you and their app is just a lot cleaner so right i would recommend droidify i i've been using starting out 
I've been using like alternative OSs since like 2018 with Lineage OS and then Graphene, then Calyx, and then back to Graphene. And I never knew about Droidify. I mean, F-Droid, sure, right? I mean, F-Droid's kind of the first go-to. You just go to fdroid.org, download the APK, use the app. But Droidify, I, when you showed it to me, I was like, this is pretty slick. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And this is why I like it when people like you guys who are kind of sharp, you're younger, you have different ways of looking at things. Because you've been showing me, like, Scourge, you've been showing me stuff, and I'm like, dude, that's pretty rad. Like, where? how did you, what is this, you know? <laughs> um, so for those listening, check out Droidify. Where do you, where do you get Droidify from? Um, you can actually find it on the F Droid store. So in the so, F Droid store, you can just download. Yeah, you can just search for Droidify. D R O I D I F Y. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And There's your pro tip for those that are listening. <laughs> You'll get Droidify. Check it out. Um, so I agree. It's a lot harder pill to swallow to be like, okay, how do you have the conversation to convince someone? We're just talking about the most important computer in their life. Hey, you know what you should do? You should just throw it out the window and uh, get Graphene OS and you install it. And it basically has like six apps on there. And then just like, you know, live your life. <laughs> it's a hard sell, man. <laughs> it's a much easier sell to get some friends, maybe to, you know, 10 friends that you hit up. Maybe three or four of them will install Signal. That seems like an easier because you can install that on anything. Signal's too. a decent sell. Yeah, and yeah. I think at this point it's been around long enough. And I think, yeah, maybe it, drug dealers use it. And if I was a drug dealer, I would be using Signal, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'd probably also maybe look kind of spreading around. Maybe I'd be using Session. Maybe I don't even want to use my phone number, right? Um, though it looks like Signal is eventually going to move to using usernames, which is really cool. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different end-to-end encrypted chat solutions. Uh, SimpleX or Simplex is another one that I think is kind of an up-and-coming good one to keep on the radar. But also, I think that like it's hard. This is, this is what I think the flow is. If you have friends who only use SMS you know, or whatever to communicate, and you're trying to get them on signal, I feel like it's a good gateway drug. <laughs> gateway drug into privacy and security, right? Um uh, the selling point for me is if you have friends that are mixed between iPhone and Android is, hey, if we all get on Signal, not only is it encrypted, but we can all have group chats. We can have reactions to each other's comments. And we don't have compressed images and videos that we share with each other. It's all high quality. Plus, that, you got the video chats on there, too, which vid- is like very true. FaceTime and everything. Right. It, it kind of like solves a lot of a lot of the issues that people have from different ecosystems that are trying to all be communicate together but i i I try not to go too far with being like oh and you should also install (laughs) simple x or simplex session uh briar uh a matrix client like you know it's kind of like whoa whoa whoa, dude like how many different things i'm going to talk talk to you on like that's insane right i feel like signal still the easiest gateway for people to take I mean, it's crazy. It's just an app. It's just an app they download. But for some reason, it's hard to get people to like download an app because they feel like they. These are the same people though that will have no joke anywhere from three to seven social media apps on their phone. But to have one other communicator app, it's like 
I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. It's a I, little risky. Seems a little risky. I thought only drug dealers do that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, drug dealers sell on Twitter, bro. Where have you been? Like, come on, man. Like, come on, dude. Everyone knows if you're looking for gas, so you go to Twitter, man. That's where it's at. Hey, you want to buy this strap? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think that you're right. I think that graphene OS is a little bit harder to sell, but I think it's like a lot of things. You plant a seed and you kind of like planting a seed just means by like telling them what you're doing and then the simmers and time goes by and then they run into someone else eventually, hopefully that also may be doing the same thing. Kind of like, you know, Audie was saying like, yeah, I've got like lots of people that have been using it and would you say there's a little FOMO that you felt like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't want to be left out of this cool kids club, like this graphene OS club, like, or was it just purely more like, yeah, you know what? I'm just tired of this stuff. I'll try something new. Like what? I know. think there's a little bit of FOMO cause I just love how the pixel looked and, uh, pixels tight. It's a tight phone. I come to the topic with like a ignorant boomer level of knowledge. So, uh, right. I mean, having friends offer, their helping hand and setting it up and kind of guiding the way that is uh, that was a big change in moving me to graphene so i'd say if you have the knowledge and you want people to get on it offering that helping hand to them could be a big step in getting them to to make that step to it right don't just don't just tell people but actually help teach them, them teach them through the process and like with Scourge, I kind of turned him on to it, right? Like, hey, you know, like this is my Pixels running Graphene OS. It's a de-Googled version of Android. It's more respecting of like my data. You don't have to log into anything to use the phone. You can just use the phone. Do you remember? I mean, you, I know, you know, you've all had, you, you were younger, but you had some point had a phone in your life that you didn't log into. It may have been like a flip phone. Or it may have been some more primitive type of phone, but it was just a phone, right? And it's Old like Samsung flip phone, <laughs> right? Samsung flip phone. Scourge, you, I think you had a couple of versions of some like more cheaper phones before you went to like the full blown smartphone route. Yeah, I think I've had a few flip phones, and then I also had the sliding out keyboard Samsung. Yeah. Those were kind of dope, man. Oh, I kind of miss the old phone designs. Everything's now is just like a brick with a screen on it. Which, you know, it's fine. They've, they've looked the same for 15 years yeah, at least. they really have. Um, but it's like this transition to, you know, it's way more than a phone. Like, how, honestly, we kind of all as a society hate talking on the phone. <laughs> It's yeah like, if, if you call me i'm just not gonna answer how many times and if you're listening to this right now like i just want you to laugh because it's how many times you get a phone call and you're like really could you have just texted me this like is this does it could you just message me like does this have to be a phone call like really <laughs> um yeah it's almost like we're more like annoyed when the phone rings like oh, what do you who is this why are you calling me <laughs> it's just so much easier to no one wants to hold the phone up to their ear for a minute or two however long right yeah no one wants to hold the phone like you know <laughs> it, it, it's a nuisance to talk on the phone but we'll talk ad nauseum to each other in in text form right it could be signal or dms on on uh on instagram or or twitter or whatever but i'm just saying we'll have conversations all day ongoing but the second your phone rings you're like what Who, who's who's calling me right now first off it makes the heartbeat go up because <laughs> usually people shouldn't be calling right and then uh it's just it's not on 
your time it's on their time and right when you text it it can kind of be more of a mutual on each other's time when you respond and right right makes it nice it's funny how like the social dynamics have changed and therefore also technology that's come out has i wouldn't say even adapted to it but embraced it and taken it to the next level um meaning that all these apps that we're talking about instagram snapchat like social media apps even though you're there are content platforms where people are making content putting it on there or sharing stuff or sharing a story sharing a song um they've really kind of by design made them to stay engaged in text format like can you even call someone on instagram i i never looked i don't no, if you can, like, can you, you, can. you can do like can you? video calls. So you can do like video calls and stuff, but it's like, that's not really a front and center feature, right? It's kind of like, we really aren't focused on calling or video because that's not really how people want to communicate. We're going to embrace and almost foster this non-interaction interaction. interaction <laughs> you know, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I, it's just like more of an observation that I've had. And it's like, there's a comedian. I forget his, I think his name's like Sebastian something. He's Italian. He grew up, I, I think he grew up like in New York or something. And he was talking about when he was a kid, someone would knock on the door and like the people would be all excited and like, hey, come on in. And his mom had Intamin's like coffee cake on the fridge. Oh, yeah. And oh, we'll break it out. We only have this when company comes over, you know, and everything else. And he's like, and then fast forward to like me now as an adult. And it's like someone knocks on the door, everyone hits the deck, <laughs> you know, and like looks at each other like, who the hell's that? How, who's knocking at our door? Like, why would someone just be at our door? Right? Like, this is insane. People just don't just come over unannounced, you know, yeah. like, they did, you know, 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, where it was like more common to just be like, hey, I was just dropping by. I was in the neighborhood. Just thought I would say hi. Like, no, 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 no. You don't even. And, and now that's happened with the phone calls. Like someone calls your phone. You're like, what is this? Who is calling me? Like, why would you call me? Right? Why would you just. How rude. How rude. It's like the same equivalent of like hitting the deck and like looking like why would you why would somebody call me right now this is insane right like why would you just like send me a message like like a normal person like why do you got to be a psycho you know like it's like a psycho behavior to call somebody um and i kind of laughed about that because scored you were saying like your mom sends you like the videos on on facebook when you're like you know i kind of feel like facebook is a nuisance more than it is like could they ever win you back in like to be it like use your main platform you know no absolutely never no yeah always used twitter way more than facebook sure yeah i could see that um so is there any other like so you know switching to signal using graphene os being more mindful about what apps you're installing like how you're using them has that led into other areas of your life at all where you've started to like give out false information or obscure your identities or like has there been any other kind of i don't know things that you do now that you maybe didn't do a year ago or even think about doing yeah if you uh like signing up for online uh i don't know anything really just using burner emails or names and whatnot try to obscure the info out there mm-hmm. if you ever go to the store they ask for your number just every time oh it's ridiculous every store what 
I, I've I've talked about this multiple times uh, on different episodes. Every retail outlet or you know retail store I go to, it's I can't get your phone number. <laughs> I mean, the first thing buying groceries, going to Best Buy, going anywhere. Uh, I went to GameStop to buy a controller for my Xbox. It broke, and the very first thing, can I get your phone number? And I said, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> Well, how are we going to be able to look you up in our system if you have a problem? You know, it's like I will deal with the manufacturer. It has a twelve. It has a warranty. I'm sure, right? I'll just deal with them. <sighs> Sigh. I was like, "What is this?" You just denied him your identity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I don't know, Scourge. What, what about you? Like, have you all started altering your interactions ever since you've been more privacy aware? Um, yeah, like definitely online and stuff. Um, even just on social media accounts, just not really putting my full name out there or anything like that. How about like your email? I know you've, I know you've started using my pseudo recently. Is that something that you've tried to incorporate or email aliases? Yeah, like if I'm signing up for something or whatever, I'll just use the, my pseudo number. Right. Um, for like... Uh, verification codes, stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I just use that number to sign up with like accounts so that my main number isn't on some database somewhere. But um, other than that, like I haven't done too much to obscure my identity. Like, right. I'll still put my first name or whatever. But right. Right. I I don't put my last name anywhere. So you're you're like limiting your yeah limiting what you put out there. Um, are you using a password manager these days? Yeah, I use Bitwarden. Bitwarden. Yeah, yeah it's been working nice. Uh, before that, I used to use Dashlane. Dashlane. Yeah, and I paid for that monthly. But with Bitwarden, I honestly I haven't really had to pay for it yet. So yeah, they're it's been really nice. They're pretty cool like that. Yeah, and I was able to import all <laughs> of free? my logins yeah, for free. Oh yeah, you could import your logins yeah, from I was Dashlane. Able to import all the logins from Dashlane, so that's awesome. Worked out fine, and didn't have to do tedious work to get all my accounts into there or anything like that. Okay, and you're mining. You're a miner. Yeah, I've yeah. been using the uh, nice hash. Nice hash. I've used them in the past. Um, I've been making like ninety cents a day. Okay, at this point, um, right? But so far, I think I've made like eight dollars just for doing it for starting this week <laughs> something man <laughs> on the gaming laptop. untraceable monies yeah. <laughs> just thought why not see how much i make in a week yeah well you know my history and with mining you know it's um it's a slippery slope my friend <laughs> i uh in my heyday i had 52 gpus <laughs> across i think i don't know i think it was across seven or eight miners something like that um, I still have a couple in the garage that are not active at the moment. Some Octo miners that I was running. Um, I'm a big proponent of of mining, and and it's not just mining. I'm a big proponent of participating in the decentralization of technology. If there's something I can run in my house, especially now, like things like a Tor relay or a Bitcoin node, and uh, host my own Next Cloud server, stuff like that, like. It gives me a lot of um, uh, feeling of like 
value on like what I'm contributing back um, and also what I'm protecting for myself, you know? And I know that some of those things are a bit more technical, but a lot of the tools out there um, that developers are contributing, Scourge, you mentioned earlier, like there's so many contributors, there's so many developers who are making cool stuff that unless you're kind of like, open or like looking or, or open to new ideas. Like you would never really run across this stuff unless you're, you know, kind of keeping an open mind. I've talked about Umbral uh, in the past, which is what I run for my Bitcoin node software. Um, it's very easy. You just download it, flash it to an SD card, slap it into a Raspberry Pi and pff, open up a web browser on your laptop and boom, you're configured and you're off to the races. Um, but Adi, I was showing you earlier Casa OS, which is kind of like a very cool home lab, do-it-yourself, easy install software. It's a, it's a you know, it, you can flash it to a drive or a, a thumb drive, or you know, and put it into a computer, boot it up, mm-hmm. and you can host your own home lab stuff. You can do your own home automation. You can run your own Nextcloud. You could run a Jellyfin or a Plex media server and start kind of like taking back ownership for your content and making it very accessible, but now it's becoming easier and easier. Graphene OS was not as easy to install just even like a year and a half, two years ago. And Scourge, I know you probably know this from doing all your rooting stuff on that Samsung device. It takes a bit of reading and downloading drivers and ADB tools and different. It can be a rabbit hole. But like Graphene OS has made it so easy to flash a phone. You literally do it through a web browser. Like you just follow the instructions. Anyone, just about anyone can do it, right? And I just feel like though we, or sometimes it feels like government and legislation is is trying to put the screws to, uh, its citizens by passing laws that uh, infringe on certain rights by expanding surveillance. At the same time, there's a lot of people out there who are like fighting the good fight and writing software and making it more now easier now more than ever to host, self-host, run nodes, run things that basically make it nearly impossible to like turn something off or shut down. You can't shut down Bitcoin. You can't shut down Tor. You can't shut down a lot of these services that are distributed. Um, and I don't think every service should be decentralized and distributed necessarily, but I think that it's cool that there are. I think it's cool you can run your own Mastodon server and then you can federate. No one can shut you down. I mean, unless they kick your door in, you know, put a gun in your face. Sure, yeah, I guess it could happen. But I'm just saying like, the more and more people that do that and embrace that and share, like like you said, you know, not only just talk about Graphenos, but like actually help guide people through these transitions from leaving this like kind of more closed mentality or or proprietary uh, ecosystems like Apple or Google and stuff, and like, hey, you don't this, you don't have to do this. It may not be as sexy or you know, it may be a little bit more challenging in the beginning, but you didn't get to where you are with your knowledge from day one. Like it was progressive, right? You learned how to use a smartphone at a certain age. You learned how to use a laptop. You learned how to use a computer. Like you didn't learn it all in like one day. So I think patience is probably the best thing to just try to embrace. If you're thinking about going a different route, like, and also too, maybe, um, like you, you were saying, Adi, you're like, 
buy a used Pixel. You could get a used six Pixel Six right now for like 100, 150 bucks, two hundred bucks maybe. I mean, I don't know. It kind of depends, but I'm just saying, you don't have to spend like hundreds of hundred. You can you could probably get started with like a small like server and buy yourself a used pixel and you could probably do all that for around $600 which is which is a lot of money don't get me wrong but like if you do this to invest into like your um your learning process continue using whatever you're using use this on the side use it parallel yeah. and then share that knowledge and then learn more there's a there's a point and I'd like to ask you both like you kind of like once you learn a little bit and you start getting your your hands like a little dirty with it and you're like Oh wow! This is a world of opportunity, and like, okay, I just want to sponge it up, you know. Yeah. And like, where are you at in that journey? I uh, I'd say I'm still in like the first like turn. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just a process, and the world is so big in like the world of uh, open source, and there's so many different apps and creators out there that are making really cool things and yeah it's just awesome to see how many people are in the space yeah. making content and yeah it's really cool i have noticed there's a lot more content creators too in like places like youtube and you know like more mainstream places where i'm seeing a lot more content on this stuff yeah and it's cool and some even some big ones uh scorch i know you and i are fans of uh muda on youtube yeah and you know, he's a big channel. He's got what, a couple million subscribers, you know, uh ordinary gamers, right? Is his I think is his YouTube channel yeah, or something like that. Some ordinary gamers. Some ordinary gamers. But, you know, that guy is like hardcore Arch Linux guy. And he does like he builds his computers. He's he's known for a game a stream a streamer. A game he does a lot of gaming and talks you know, he's a big gamer. Yeah. And I watched a video where he was like rebuilding a system, and I'm like, dude, this guy uses Arch Linux, and then uses like Vert Manager, and does like GPU pass through, and it sets up like a virtual Windows to do his gaming, and that's what he streams on. I'm like, people watching him on Twitch have no idea that his host OS is like Arch Linux, but I know, and that's gangster AF. <laughs> like that's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he even posted a tutorial on like how to install it and set it he up. He did and everything. Yeah, he did like a two or three hour live stream of setting it up on Twitch. Yeah. I found it like reposted on someone's YouTube channel, and I, I think he even posted on his own. Did he? YouTube? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, like he's a he's a big creator, um, and there's a lot of big creators out there who are I'm seeing and noticing they're posting more like kind of open source and privacy security stuff and it's it's just cool it's just cool lewis rossman he's a big advocate for you know um right to repair and openness and stuff like that so scorch what about you same question i asked audio like what like where are you at in that journey of like where you kind of got your first hit for free, you know, like if this was like drugs and like now you're like, you know, looking for more on the corner kind of a thing. Like, where are you at? Are you on the first turn or are you, are you further down the road? Would, would you say would, from like a scale of one to 10? Well, it doesn't have to be a scale of one to 10, just kind of like from where you were to like your thirst for knowledge and where you're wanting, how, where do you see yourself like going with this, like running Linux or servers or home labs or, or self-hosting like any is any of that stuff on your radar um definitely like i don't know i kind of want to like learn coding 
Oh, cool. And stuff. Yeah. I feel like that would be really cool, um, being able to, like, build apps or even just build, uh, like, code websites and stuff like that. Right. It'd be really no- dope. So it's kind of expanding your your interest into that that scope a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... um. It's just interesting how, like, something can kind of be, like, a little bit of a hobby or an interest, and then you... you get your feet wet and you start going like, I don't know, man, I think like this is, I think I might do more, you know? Um, and I think it's different for everybody. I think some people just, maybe they just want to swap out something. They just want a little, they want to improve their security in their life and, and, and doing that with like their phone and computers or whatever. But, and that's where it ends and that's cool. That's okay. Like not everyone's going to be an it cybersecurity person, ninja, net ops, DevOps person, just because they switched to graph, OS. like that's, you know, but I'm curious. I, I'm always just curious, like where, where does the, where do you see the path like leading you, you know, as far as like, what's, what's next? Okay, cool. Oh, for, for you know? sure going deeper. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure uh, going to go into Linux and, yeah, just okay. keep exploring. And, yeah, it's a huge world. Because I know you and I have had conversations about you're really interested in doing, like, a Samurai wallet with a Dojo server and kind of doing some mixing, right? Yeah. And I like to normalize this. This is not a drug dealer thing to mix your coins. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's breaking the chain for, uh, you know, ownership. And that's part of the whole process, you know. Um, that's why I think we also all like Monero because it's privacy, kind of tries to be privacy by default. Bitcoin is not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can try to use it more private. But I know we've had conversations about about setting that up and, and, yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm more of a hands-on person, like, yeah, I could go on YouTube and watch videos of how people do it, but I really like to see it in real time. Right. Up up close and just yeah, it's really cool to see everything work so flawlessly together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to try to help whatever you need help with as you start setting up your home lab, your infrastructure, whether it's when I say home lab, I just mean stuff you're running at home, right? It could yeah. be a Raspberry Pi. It might be a spare laptop. Like you don't have to go out and buy a server rack. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you could, that'd be kind of gangster, but um, if you're it's listening, a process. it is so, a process. Uh, yeah. Just expect that it's going to take some time and you're not going to have everything right, right from the start. Right. You're right. You're going to learn and you got to make mistakes to learn from those and, yeah. yeah, I've made some mistakes for sure. But like one of my, um, like for me personally, one of the things that I want to do is I want to learn to start doing 3D printing. And I have an Ender 3 and I have, you know, material. Like I just need to take the time to like, I don't know why I'm so intimidated to do it. I mean, I do a lot of like pretty technical things. And for some reason, I just look at, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to screw this thing up or something, you know? Like, I don't know why I'm so, like, intimidated by another world. There's, like, an eight-year-old with doing YouTube videos of doing 3D printing, and I'm over here, like, I don't know, man. It seems, like, intimidating. <laughs> um, but one of the things I – that's one of the things. The other thing I'm I'm also working on is in uh, uh, building out an actual home lab, setting up some, like, proper servers and a NAS and some other stuff. So – um, and I'll be sharing that on the podcast. I'll be doing what I can to help share through articles and, and through episodes and stuff like that. But, uh, um, 
Yeah. Well, this has been really cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys like took the time to just have a casual conversation because there's a lot of people out there in all different age ranges who are trying to figure out what choices to make for themselves and then how to also like have these conversations with their friends. You know, Mm -hmm. if there's a a 28 year old or a 30 year old or a 25 year old, who's got like kind of a similar, you know, dynamics with their friends and they want to use signal, but they're like, I don't know, man, I got no one else that's going to use it. I feel like I'm going to download it and install it. And then I'm going to talk to nobody, you know? (laughs) And it's kind of like you have to, kind of advocate for people to try something new and if you want to use it and maybe they'll say no you know but i feel like you have to try i feel like if you don't you gotta try you gotta try and if they don't find a different group of friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're hanging with the wrong you're hanging with the wrong crowd you know what pop into the matrix chat start talking to some of us in there uh go into some of the subreddits you know and start making connections i mean you can make new friends too that are into the same thing. Like, I don't mean like you have to give up your friends. I'm just saying you can make friends that are also into this. I think it makes it easier if you have people you can bounce stuff off of and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what do you, what do you know about? I'm what's a good password manager to use? What do you do for what, who, where do you buy your Bitcoin or what do you do this? Or what do you do that? Like you kind of start, meeting people and they're usually on internet rooms, <laughs> you know, but that's just, that's where it goes, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a, a great answer for, I think trying to give people the, the magic bullet to get their friends and family to hop on something that they're not familiar with, because I think they're usually asking the question, which is why, why don't we just use iMessage? <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid of change. And- yeah. I mean that that was a kind of a thing with me getting on graphing. It's just a a huge change in kind of how you operate with the sandbox environment. But mm. after a couple of days, it's it's seamless and right. It's been fun ever since. Yeah, I I still I don't know about you, but for me, every time like you run an update or whatever, and you got to reboot the phone, and it comes up and it comes up with the splash screen, the geo, the graphing. Oh, yeah. You're just like. That's right, dude. I'm in like I'm on a different level. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that meme of uh what's his name from Breaking Bad, the chicken guy, and he's in his suit and he's like, We're not the same. You know, like those memes. It's like we may both use a pixel, but you know, I use Graphene OS, we're not the same. You yeah. know, kind of thing. I don't know. There's something like I don't mean to be like an elitist. That's not what I'm saying. It's more of like a Awake, like you're awoken, awakened. I don't know. I don't want to say woke. That's not what I mean. You're in the cool crowd. Let's yeah, you're in that. the cool crowd. The funny thing is, is like, and I've said this, like, I, I actually um, took the red pill. You took the red pill. <laughs> I, I did a podcast a while back, and it was basically the whole the whole thing was it's fun and cool to be different, you know. And like, for instance, if I'm going on a on a trip somewhere for business or personal, and I I take a a, a trip by plane. Right. So I'm flying out, see a client or something like that. Yes, I will travel. I, like I have a MacBook for for work stuff, um, but I don't I don't pull that out. Like I think I like flexing with like a Linux laptop, a Graphene OS phone, not no AirPods. Like let me wear some Bose headphones. You know what I mean? Like be different, like be find your thing that makes you like and it's like because people people like like judge other people they like size people i wouldn't say judge they size people up 
Yeah. And I think one of the reasons, I mean, I think in your, I don't necessarily know your age group, but I read a stat the other day that said in the United States, 87, 87, 87% of teenagers use an iPhone. And it said the number one reason why was because their friends had one. Probably because of iMessage and Find My. So they use it as a social app. Like, oh, share your location. We'll see where each other. I'm just saying, you're an outcast. If you're a teenager right now, it sucks. It sucks because if you're like like minded, like we're talking about right now, and you want to be like, oh, I want a Pixel. I think they're cool. Or I want. It doesn't even have to be a Pixel. I just that's just what Graphene OS runs on, right? But it's almost like you're peer pressured into going into this path. And here's the trick. Once you go to an iPhone and you have an iCloud account and you start using any freaking apps, right? You kind of get sucked into an ecosystem that is very difficult to get out of. It's, it's pain in the butt, your photos and everything. You got to try to find a way to extract all this stuff. If you ever want to leave and it's, it's a pain in the butt. It really is. And Google's kind of similar, you know, Gmail and Google photos. And you want to extract, you want to extract all that and, and export it somewhere else that you can control. They don't make it easy for you because it doesn't, it's, there's no, it, they want you to stay inside their ecosystem. And so I feel like if you're a teenager, you're 13, 14, 15 years old, all your friends got iPhones, you're like, well, I guess I'll get on iPhone because that's all my friends use. It's like, nah, dude, you're just setting yourself up for this like future of like basically subscription costs and expensive phones and constant tracking and everything else. And it's just like, damn, dude, I wish there was a way. That's why I, I really, I don't know, like I wish I, ha- I had some better advice to try to get you know, people on that age group. And I'm sure there's probably not a lot of teenagers listening to this podcast. And if there are, they're already, they're already over here, right. With us, hopefully, but you know, to try, like, it's already hard enough as like adults to try to get our friends and our peeps to like install signal. Imagine being 15, 16 years old in high school and trying to tell people, you know, Hey, you should use signal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when 87% of them will have iPhones. Well, if they're selling drugs in high school, they might be on signal. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the trick, kids. <laughs> that's the only way to get them to convert. It's the only way. Yeah, I mean, if you want the goods, you got to install signal, you know? <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if we're giving good or terrible advice right now. But um, anyway, it's just something that I found kind of alarming, actually. You know, it's just like gosh, they're going to get sucked into this and it's going to be hard to get out. And how do you get to the people? Like I want it. I, I think, I think it'd be cool if like kids would be like, you know what, you know, it's, it's common to be kind of rebellious in your teenage years, be rebellious against like big tech. And like, dude, I don't, I don't want to be a part of your, whatever you got going on. I want to do my own thing, you know? And like, it's just pummeled at them through marketing and advertising and peer pressure and everything else yeah. that is like, well, if you don't have an iPhone, like you're, you're garbage, you're poor, you know, Dude. and <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> Do a lot of teenagers know about graphene? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I think that if there's, I think that the only, the ones that do are probably the ones that are kind of already gravitated toward tech and development and stuff like that. Um, maybe, but I don't know of like a single I'd be impressed. I don't know of a single like advocate, someone who's like trying to promote like online anywhere. Mm-hmm. Although 
I mean, I see subtle things here and there. Um, I, I would say that maybe the best place to at least gauge that would be like like Reddit potentially. Um, but I don't know. I I I just I don't see it. Um, at least not from an advocacy standpoint. Maybe they're more using it than we would know. Um, but as far as like promoting or talking about it, like I, I don't really, I don't really see it. It's mostly all like older people. <laughs> I think it might come down to like life hasn't kicked them in the balls hard yeah. enough. They haven't had their identity hijacked yet. And yeah, had a they, credit card they account. just haven't had to go through the hard part of getting data breaches or right. just something related with privacy and tracking and right. It's just being young and naive, and they're not really in the wrong for it, but they just maybe no, don't know, and it's not something they really think about. And I think that's the case for a lot of people is they just it's just they just don't know. They haven't been ex- they haven't been exposed to it unless there's a some weirdo like me and their friend circle <laughs> that's like, "Yo, man, you gotta come over here. You like to try some graphene? <laughs> try some graphene, dude. You've seen the meme of the guy like smoking the cigarette in the alley, and he's got like all the you know, like, hey, come on, you know, talk to you. It's like I feel like that if I try to talk to people about it, you know. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It'd be I don't know if there's a way to find out, but I'll see if I can find if there's anyone out there that has connections or knows people connections to teenagers. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> Sounds so Epstein, dude. If anyone's got any connections to some uh, teenagers out there, let me know. Bring them on the show. (laughs) No, but I honestly, like, I think it'd be cool to try to, like, have some engagement with teenagers and, like, what that social dynamic is like. I like, I like to watch a lot of tech YouTubers um, just because I'm a techie nerd, right? I like gadgets and products. I don't really buy into it, but I just like to know what's going on. And like MKBHD, uh, Marquise Brownlee, he's a big tech YouTuber. Um, he has done a couple videos on the whole like blue bubble, green bubble dichotomy and like how that has like social like impact. I know people in my life who have started group messages and didn't include certain people just because they didn't want a green bubble in it. I know, I know, I know this person. <laughs> I know this person. And you, uh, Scorch, you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Right. And because we, we've had discussions about this on Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. 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 So, like, that's, and these are adults. <laughs> these are adults who have been influenced to the point of, like, <sighs> I'm not going to bring these two people on. I'm not going to include these two people. We have a we have a, a modern warfare chat, mm-hmm. and we're like, where's where's this one person that we always play with? Uh, he's on Android, so he didn't. Oh man, I'm like, dude, what? He's on Signal. He's dude. on Signal. I like, even started talking a group chat on there. <laughs> right, but and this one person who we both know who we're talking about had Signal for like a minute, but you know doesn't use it. Because yep. he's on iMessage, so he's like, whatever. And he's a grown-ass man. He's a grown-ass man. He's 32, 33 years old. Come on, man. Like, It's not even just a teenager thing. It's an adult thing, too. How many people in the neighborhood, HOA, the, you know, whatever, not HOA, or the, you know, get together? Uh, and the group chats are just iPhone people. They won't include somebody else because they don't want a green bubble. And, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. That's retarded. Oh, I'm not that, an but... iPhone person, so no. I, but I'm I telling don't... you, man, this is serious. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, it's a, a cult. It is a cult. It's oh. like, 
I'm so glad that Apple is bringing the RCS. Okay, so that's a good point. Um, just in the last couple of days, like last two days, I think Apple and here's the thing: Apple is going to integrate RCS uh, for SMS, which is great. Which is great. It's great because then if your people are iPhone texting Android users, it can be in and encrypted, which is great. It's good for everybody. You also reduce these bandwidth limitations with MMS. So little like pictures don't come through like little pixelated <laughs> dots and stuff or a video. And you're like, what is this potato video? I can't even see what's going on here. Right. Um, apparently next year. I don't think that Apple's doing it though, because they're like, oh, we, we want to be like open and accepting. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's because the EU. It's because of the EU. They're getting spanked, right? I mean, with the whole USB-C thing, it's a, it's a standard now in the EU. It's, it's a, they're, they're creating these standards. And I think the EU, the EU isn't like the US as far as like how many people like iPhone versus Android. I think it's not as crazy. Um, not to mention in other parts of the world, Android is more popular and WhatsApp and other third-party apps are way more popular. Um, in the United States, just somehow Apple and iOS and iMessage have just kind of like got this stronghold, right? And it's it's good to see RCS support coming to app for, for Apple to Android devices. Um, for those that are already on Android, if depending on what, what Android version you have and what messages app you're using, you probably have already noticed it'll have a paddle lock in the lower right-hand corner of your conversation for your regular text messages if both people have um, RCS-supported message apps. So, you know, that's that's good. That means your message is end-to-end encrypted. Um, but I still say use Signal anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it's good because and we're making forward progress. It's a little slow. But we're making progress. Um, yeah, so a cool app. A cool app I wanted to mention. Um, if you are a Linux user, one of the th- apps I've been looking for for a long time is in Mac OS, you have the ability to preview a file by hitting your space bar. And I found a quick look application for Linux um, called Sushi. So if you're a Linux user and you want a quick look functionality where you can click on a file hit your space bar and preview it. It could be an audio file. It could be a PDF. It could be an image without actually having to open it up just to take a quick peek at the file. Yeah, check it out. I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, I was going to mention uh, the RCS support. I'll have a link to that on 9to5Mac. Also, there's a couple apps that I was going to mention, but um, uh, I'll just leave them in the show notes. One is, uh, in the past, I talked about uh, firewall. So I was you know, safing.io uh, has Portmaster for Windows and Linux. Mac OS, I've been using Lulu, which is uh, kind of a similar to Little Snitch, but it allows you to see every connection that apps are trying to establish to the internet. So I'll have, uh, I'll have a link to that as well if those are interested. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of other stuff that I was going to get into because I just really wanted to have this kind of cool conversation about hey, where are you guys at with all this? And like, where did you, what's your journey? And like, where are you going? And and um, how has it affected your relationships? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's another thing too. We, we don't have to talk about it, but I know like in the dating world, you know, and you guys are kind of both open to date maybe. Uh, I know that that can also play a weird like role not role or it can play like a weird i don't know like social assumption i guess like like a pressure like a social pressure. i don't know would you call it a pressure but like let's say if you're dating do 
the people that you're talking to are like, you know, like you're not on an uh, iPhone. You start talking Whoa. to someone and they're like, oh, uh, you don't have Snapchat. Well, like, that's all I use. So. Oh, okay. And so then so you're like, all right, then got a simp and convo over chat. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll reinstall Snapchat. <laughs> Well, first off, I gotta let them know I have an Android first. So, so this is insane that, that you even have to bring this up. Like, I, I got, I have a mirror pic of just me holding up my phone, taking like a picture of myself, just so that they know really what kind of phone I have. Yeah. So I did that just so know, to wean to wean out the people that are like iPhone only. Like you know, I did that specifically. Really? Yeah. That's see, this is fascinating to me. This is fascinating to me that that's actually a thing. Because, yeah, I mean, if they're not going to, if they don't have a problem with me having an Android, then they will match with me if they don't have an issue with it, right? <laughs> right. It just blows my mind that that's even a thing. Like, I'm going to take a selfie showing which phone I have. Because if you got a problem, like, move along. Like, that, that pe- people would be that shallow. <laughs> and, like, oh, is that a pixel? He doesn't have an iPhone. Like, shh. I'm going to, I don't know, what is it? Swipe away or whatever you yeah, do. Swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> so I guess they're going to do that because they see like you got a pixel instead of a yeah, iPhone. Yeah, it does happen. That's fine. I didn't know that was a thing. I've been out of the game for so long. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang, dude. I have, I have learned some things. I have learned some things today that I did not. I feel... Almost ashamed for even knowing that that's a so like a shame for our civilization. Poor. What's that? Apparently, us graphing people are poor. <laughs> graphing people are poor. Yeah, that's how Android users are looked at, which is absolutely insane. Because some of these Android devices are are expensive, like this twenty three S twenty three Ultras and stuff. You, there, you know what the nothing the new nothing phone is doing? Okay, I They're like adding iMessage. Oh, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I'll we'll talk about that for a quick second. I am a thousand dollar phone. So I will say that the I kind of at least appreciate what nothing is trying to do, right? They're a three-year-old company. And for those, the name of the company is called Nothing. So if you Google Nothing Phone, this is who you'll find. They just released their second phone. Now, um, they also make some really cool other hardware like earbuds and stuff. And it's like their, their devices are transparent. Like you can see like the inner workings. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool stuff. I actually kind of want to try their earbuds. They're like pretty dope, but their phones are cool. Like they're at least interesting. They have totally designed their own uh, icons and interactions and it's pretty slick. Now I wouldn't use it cause I'm not going to use a Google phone. Like I'm not going to log into a Google account to use a phone. I'm not going to do it, but, uh, on the topic of one of their selling points is, and I just watched this. It's so funny that you brought this up. I just watched a video yesterday by their CEO, and he said that they were having problems getting new users, that a lot of people that were buying their phones were already Android users, and they're just trying their Android phone. Okay, makes sense. But And actually, that's where I also um, learned about the stat, this 83%. Is it 83 or 87? Don't quote me, but it was over 80% of teenagers buying their first phones are iPhones. When they're not buying them. Their parents are buying them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what he's trying to do is he is going, he's trying to bring more iPhone users to try nothing phone. So they've teamed up with a company called, I think Sunbird, Sonbird, Sunbird. 
Sunbird, I, I want to say, what they do is they will install an app. So they have uh, nothing messages, right? And you can set up an account with, I think it's called Sunbird, S-U-N-B-I-R-D, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the name. I, and what ultimately, what, this, this is, this is going to blow your mind. Um, you will sign up an iCloud account, an, I, an Apple ID, so that you can have an iMessage account. And then what it will do is it will, Sunbird will like host, they'll like manage that account for you on one of their servers. Like they say they're Mac minis, maybe they're virtual Macs. I don't really know. I've heard that they're a bunch of Mac minis. Mac minis, I've heard the same thing. And basically they will convert your text message into iMessage. Hmm. And you're on an Android phone. Which, okay. The... (laughs) There's a there's a lot to unpack in this for so a minute. Like if you have blue circle or a green circle, blue, you'd be blue bubble. <laughs> You're going to be a blue bubbler on an Android phone, to the, to the, <laughs> so that they can try to win people over from iPhone. So it's like, hey, you don't want to like go to be a green bubbler? That's okay. Come to and it's going to be exclusive to nothing. This nothing company, like, and they're nothing phone too. It's an exclusive service to them, so you can go to nothing. As an, as an iPhone user, you can go buy a nothing phone and then you can set up this account. They'll set up this relay service for you. So when you're messaging iPhone people, you're still a blue bubbler. Huh. I don't know if there's like a subscription fee for it or whatever. The other, th- I have inherent problems with not like... Not poor anymore. <laughs> not poor anymore. <laughs> That's like the name of the episode, not poor anymore. Um I'm like, first of all, hold on a second. You're gonna lo- you're gonna let a third co- party. You don't even know where this server is. You're gonna log in and let it manage relaying your text messages. First of all, that should be like number one issue. It's like a bait and yeah, switch that's right the, here. The total red flag right there. That is a red flag. Like, could you imagine if I'm like, yo, man, just log into my server and I'll manage all your text messages for you, dog. I got you. You can trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. I got you. But it's cool because you get to be a blue bubbler now. Okay. Like, that is the dumbest thing. That is the dumbest reason just to be it's a blue bubbler. society's going for the status. That's that's it. That's what I'm gonna going to. Like, maybe we are way past the event horizon on, like, mental issues about this stuff. I don't know. Because this is... That's like it's, that's. It's I mean, really if, fucking sketchy, dude. It is sketchy. Like, it is. If you're selling all your privacy for fucking bubble, that's just ridiculous. That's what the trade off is. That's what the trade off is. You are going to re, you're going to trust an unknown third party entity because it's not nothing that's even doing it. It's yet a different third party service. This sun sunbird. Um, I, I'm sure they're probably legit enough or whatever, but that doesn't matter, dude. You have now. I mean. I, mean, I heard the company is ran in China, so I don't uh, know how much you can really trust a Chinese company with your Apple ID. But I would wouldn't trust Apple with an Apple ID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just yeah. I, I, I don't know. Switch to graphene. Come to the come Seriously. to the come to the cool side because you don't have to do this to yourself. You graphene, don't have to- even if you don't even have a phone that can run graphene like. Go and go on the lineage, lineage website and see if your phone is compatible. Right, lineage or like, Calyx. Right, Calyx. Yep. I like that. There's like more options that are coming available. Um, I like that there are teams like trying to solution this. Um, I'm 
I'm hopeful for the future that um, with developers developing a lot of this cool new open source software, things like Casa OS and Umbral and Ronin Dojo server and like all these, you know, there's Proxmox and all this cool tech out there that's open source that you can run yourself. Heck, Bitwarden, you can even host your own Vault Warden server, right? You don't have to even connect to Bitwarden servers. You can connect your own server at home for all your password managers. If you really want to be like secure about it, don't even use a cloud one. Use like KeePass XC or something or just, you know, KeePass where you're just keeping it local on your phone and maybe you just back it up to a drive once a week, a hard drive from your phone. You could do that too. You don't have to use all these services. Eventually, they all get hacked or breached. Not all of them, but a fair amount of them do. Even password manager companies, sometimes more than once, sometimes a lot. Um, And so live under the you know, assumption that at some point something is going to happen. If your data is encrypted before it goes there, you're better off. So like if you do use Dropbox or you do use Google Drive, like try to encrypt those files before you back them up to the cloud. You can use Veracrypt. You can use Cryptomator. You can, there's different tools that you can like secure your, your content and then move them to the cloud. So that way, if at least the cloud provider can't scan it and see it, and if there's ever a breach, well, there's an encrypted file that got downloaded, but you know, good luck. Right. Um, it's just, I, 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 you know, I wish I, I'm, I'm like two steps away from being that guy that's holding the sign on the street corner. That's like, come talk to me about encryption, <laughs> you know, come talk to me about your data, you know? <laughs> um, that's how I feel sometimes doing this show. <laughs> it's just like, like yelling in the mic, like dude. So, um, yeah, but I am, I am hopeful. I, I think that there's a lot of Really cool stuff, and I think there's a lot of like-minded people that come into this, um, this these topics. Not necessarily just because they're like looking for a way to protect, but they're coming from other other venues, like people who are pro Bitcoin, pro crypto, and then they start learning about like, oh, you need to secure your stuff. Oh, you need probably you run your own node. You should all you know do this. Oh, by the way, like, dude, if you want to really like, you know, get out, you know, like. Um, be in control of your own sovereignty. Like, dude, maybe you should switch your phone, get off that iPhone, that, you know, like that kind of thing. So all I have to say is, is uh, I'm going to keep doing what I do until I can't do it no more. And so I'll continue being the guy on the corner with the sign and the guy in the alley with the cigarette trying to, <laughs> trying, come to the dark trying to give me a look <laughs> to the dark side, you know? Um, I, I will say though, that it's a lot of fun too. Like it does, it's some of it can be challenging. There's a little big learning curve on some of these things, but it can be a lot of fun to almost like turn into a hobby. It's kind of a lifestyle. And I think for like, especially, um, Audi, you and I have like, um, a lot of interests that scale outside of tech, um, that all always keep us kind of like learning and trying new stuff, you know, like shooting sports and stuff like that. And, our latest thing is like researching nods and that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> or like, yeah, dude, you know, it's just like, it's, it can be, it can turn into though, like as I'm saying, like a passion. And, um, I think that if, if you can, I think that like that passion can like help drive that advocacy to try to turn, like just pick one, like pick one person, like, you know, like a target, but like pick one person that you think might could like talk to you on signal or, you know, start anywhere, you know, it's like hard. It's hard, right? Like to, to, uh, approach, approach people in your friends and family circles, but we're coming up on the holidays. 
You're sitting around at Thanksgiving and then Christmas. It's a good time. It's a good time to just, you know, kind of do like a privacy checkup on your family members. And you're like, yo, you still using Facebook? <laughs> like, why? What do you get out of it? You know, are you still using this? Are you still, you have an Alexa? How's that working out for you? How often does that thing listen to you? Yeah. You know? Don't don't talk in a house if you if they have a or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. Google Assistant, yeah, write on a piece of paper if you need to say anything. Right, communicate yeah. everything Help. by now. <laughs> Everything's on a notepad. It's like using sign language and stuff. Um, well, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I had for this episode. Um, did you guys have any final thoughts or any takeaways? Uh, just thank you for having me on, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to continue my learning and. I'm sure I'll be back on in the future. Oh, yeah. We're going to have you back. I'll be leagues ahead of where I am right now, but I'll be, yeah, just looking forward to learning. Maybe in a future podcast, you and I could do it in the dark. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Do the whole podcast in the dark. Just have our nods on. Yeah, Yeah, dude. That'd be sweet. Scorch, what about you? Any any, uh, takeaways? Um, Impo- you really, want to impart? In- I did really have a good time, and it's my first time on a podcast, so which is cool. Thank you guys yeah, both for doing this. Was- I know it can be a little intimidating. I, I hook up all these mics and throw <laughs> headphones on you, and just you know, yeah. it can be like it's it's really cool. I mean, I I much prefer like doing a podcast rather than like being on video or something. Oh like yeah, because I don't feel as nervous. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun talking and sharing our views and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll have you both on, on on more episodes, and this was a good way to introduce you uh, into everyone who is uh, tuned in. Um, and uh, if you all have any questions out there, feel free to hit us up in the Matrix channel. Um, I know Scourge is in there. I'm not going to give out his name. That way he can be still anonymous, but uh, he hangs out in the Matrix chat. Uh, we might get Adi. Adidas, <laughs> Adidas, <laughs> in there is a big inside joke on that. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe get you, maybe we'll be able to get you to, you know, use Matrix and like try it out. It's pretty cool, and there's a lot of great communities on there. I'll be coming in hot, coming in hot. Yep. Um, so um, yeah, stop by. You can also, um, if you're already on Mastodon, uh, you can uh, follow me uh, as well. I'm also on Twitter. Basically, all the all the um, information is at closednetwork.io for all the contact information. Just go to the contact page. That's how you can get to uh, the Matrix channels. You can get to our Mastodon server. You sign up an account. If you already have Mastodon, then you can just pop over and follow us. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. So uh, we'll catch you guys in episode 29. This is where uh, This is episode 28. I don't even think I said that at the beginning. So. <laughs> A little late for that now. So uh, Now you know. Now you know. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> okay, whoa, look, they can never keep me down. I'm going, and if I ever fail, just know I'll go again. I never quit, cause I know that every loss may lead to another win. I'm going up. I bet when I land, they gon' tell me it's luck again. See that I'm winning, it's harder to watch. I'm setting the stage, you should give me my prize. You ain't got a soul, you lacking the spirit. You talk out your neck, I'ma show you I'm with it. I've been really happy for you to sit and watch me win again and win again. And win again.